Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Let's smash it out, shall we? I'm ready if you're ready. Let's do this. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Well, Dave, this is a revolutionary day today. This is going to change the face of cabin fever today because it is Tuesday. But, no. but, but, what have we not got on the show today? It's very sad, isn't it? I mean, it, uh, wait, let me let me give you the sad atmosphere. Oh, could you play a, a, yeah the bill in a minor key, please? Sadly today, we have recently learned that Cornelius Mendes, much-loved contributor on Cabin Fever, has had to go into work. Thank he you. is technically a key worker, yeah. bringing synopses of old episodes of The Bill yeah. to the country in this great time of need. It's what we need. He's on the, the front line of the Thin Blue Line. From the early noughties. Um, well, he's got to go and make radio, Not hasn't he? The Thin Blue Line, that's a different show. The Thin Blue Line is just a, like a known phrase for the for the popos, isn't it? For the feds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also an, a sitcom in its own right, remember? Disastrous, wasn't it? Disastrous. Yeah. Anyway, um, here we are then. It's Tuesday. Welcome along. Dave, I'm... I'm I'm not going to lie to you. You know, this is what this podcast is for. I'm, I'm hitting a low point. Mm. Just really bored. I'm really bored. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought you meant because of the bill, but you just mean in, in life. I don't give a shit about the bill. I'm quite pleased the bill's not on to us. <laughs> driving me mad last week. <laughs> bored up my mind. But no, I'm just, I'm, you know, obviously the kids are here, so they're keeping me busy. But looking after children, that's boring. And I, I might, you know what, I'm, I'm on a, I'm not into a book at the moment. I'm not really, you know, I haven't got my book escape hatch. That's not available. Ozark is working, but it's not great. The book thing is, I've, I had this revelation a couple of days ago. Yeah, having a chat with somebody and uh, hang on, have you been talking to other people? No, no, no I mean not 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 like that. Come on, no, no, just, just like you know, you, just like casual sort of passing conversation. Hey, you have know, you been having strangers? Casual chats with other people, mate. That is chat for Londra. I'm curious. About <laughs> right. But yeah, I realised that. My whole thing about this lockdown was that I was going to do loads of reading, and I've basically done non non reading. Yeah, because just because of the way you, know, you just find that you have ten tiny things to do every day. Yeah, and then suddenly it's six p.m. and you're like, oh for fuck's oh. sake! Like I've done nothing. I know. Like I can't write any of this down on a list of sort of productive stuff. But the day's gone. I know completely. And also, I think a lot of people are saying uh, that that to sit down and read, it's weird. Like we, you've got a lot of us have got a lot of time. But our brains just aren't interested. It's so strange. This happened to me at Edinburgh. When I went to Edinburgh in 2014 and escaped, a, a, you know, my wife and a two-year-old, they stayed in London. And I had all day, every day to do nothing because my show was on at like 9.30. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's fucking great. I'll just read loads and loads of books, catch up on loads of books I want to read and maybe watch some stuff. And your brain isn't in a comfortable place. Your brain can't settle down. 
No, right, exactly, exactly. It's not like that holiday. In my head, it was going to be like being on the beach on holiday or by the pool. I'd just be like, oh, two hours now, a little bit of a reach. Sure, You've got to create yourself a mental beanbag to nestle your brain in. At the moment, mm. the, the the state of lockdown is is mentally, it's McDonald's furniture. It's plasticky and hard, and we can't really get comfy, and we're just... Do you know what I mean? It's not. It's not working. Yeah, well, anytime I do get comfy, my dog just comes and goes. Hey, what are you doing? Why are you not? Why are you not doing that with me? <laughs> Reading a book, hey? That doesn't sound like something I can get involved in. So, uh, not interested in that, my friend. <laughs> Would you like me to choose some cardboard? You can put it yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> does he call? Does Does Herc call you dad? What does he call you? What's he refer to you as? Are you daddy? Oh, he's. He, it's mainly barks. I'll be honest. Oh, okay. <laughs> When did Polly get to the stage of uh, of, of of human words? She's a very clever dog, actually. Very yeah, good, yeah, very yeah, impressive. She's, she's never done that in front of me, though. Is that one of those like, uh, so like one of those old Disney stories where it's only you, and, yeah, yeah. and everyone thinks you're mad because yeah. no, she does talk. Can you not hear? But like Calvin and Hobbes when yeah. uh, when it comes to life. No, I lovely um, modern reference. That there you go. Oh, fucking Calvin Hobbes is great, mate. That is right up our our listeners' crack pipe. Calvin and Hobbes. I bet you, <laughs> I bet you, we've got Calvin and Hobbes fans who listen to this show. I know, but I, look, and I'm, I think that my problem, I, I, I sort of torn here because I kind of agree that you'll be right but also the last time you said I bet you if I put something about pens on how Twitter. fucking great <laughs> is Calvin and Hobbes give us a call Calvin F-E-A-3709 oh 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 that's our Twitter name Anyway, look, that's fine. We'll, we'll wait for the floods of that to come in. Uh, it, it is worth saying that for the past 27 hours, Dom Jolly's been just sta- waiting on the line. Like, we put him on hold yesterday after he turned up a day early. So we should get back to him. Although, yeah, just a, a slight bone to pick with you in terms of the sort of ADHD nature of this podcast is that you yesterday on the podcast said something like oh i've got a story about bar- uh, barking at a fox oh, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll tell Sorry. that in 10 seconds after this oh, sting God. to helen monks and then after 10 seconds yeah. it had slipped and I, just both of our minds completely like nobody bothered to think about it again i think this is part of my general lockdown low at the moment i hit another new low point and this relates to dogs as well you know because we were just talking about about dogs talking and by the way on the dogs talking thing everybody's got a voice for their dog dave you know you're a true dog owner when and you might just use it you maybe just use it yourself when there's no one else around but yeah everybody projects a voice onto their dog okay yeah of course can you share it with the class dare you uh no no absolutely not i'm not ready yet i'm still a new, relatively new dog owner okay. i'm not ready to sort of you know like when you're sort of dipping your toes into a, a world you know yeah yeah to- yeah just like joining a new swingers club you've got used to your previous ones and it's a bit awkward okay well when you're ready let me know and i'll give you polly's voice as well which beth and i never share with anyone else it's just a uh, okay. thing so. oh wow that'd be new so i the other night uh, we got woken up at 2 a.m by the noise of a fox howling in the middle of our street Sure. Have you ever heard a fox howl? That's my first question. Uh, it's, it's horrible, isn't it? It's loud. I, I'm I'm trying to replicate it, and it's just not, it's sort of this. It's weird. Mm. Um, Foxes and, are loud creatures, aren't they? Famously loud rutters as well. Like, well, it was get, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, it was looking. I think it was looking for for some good times. Right. Wanted to make some little fox pups. Doesn't know about lockdown, does he? No. Where's the social distancing there, please, Wiley Renard? So yeah, it was. <laughs> And it was fucking loud, and uh, you know I could sense because it was a quite a warm night. Sounds so like the start of the casualty theme tune, there. <laughs> you know that's one of my party tricks, don't you? What? But it does give me uh, gives me a bleed on the brain. Ironically, I then have to go to casualty. Well, go if on. you shake your head from side to side, it's possible to do the casualty theme tune. Go on then. Okay, here we go. You know what? This is a, this is a party trick which uh, former casualty actor James Redmond does very well, and he and I could probably get him to come on and do it. 
Uh, well, don't get out of it. You try it now, and then we'll see if, if someone that's been in casualty can do it even better. Okay. If I uh, if I do... Okay, here we go. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Go on again. Oh, it's, it's giving me a brain yeah, but this that is, is that is Back of my brain. Oh, I'm getting a headache now already. God, you sound, you sound like you're having a bad time there. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing it twice. You're very welcome. I'll get James Rebbin on. He'll do the whole thing, then act out a whole episode. Anyway. Oh, lovely. So... Oh, what is the theme tune? I've forgotten it now. All I can think of is What's the main bit? There it is. Bring the beat back. Have you watched Daisy May Cooper on Instagram, by the way? Watch to do what? She's doing sexy dances to loads of theme tunes like the Antiques Roadshow and the BBC News, and I believe she may have done Casualty as well. Daisy May Cooper on Instagram. Anyway, anyway, anyway. She's so funny. She's fucking great. Anyway, meanwhile, back at the Fox. So then I'm, I'm, I stand in the window and I'm like, fuck's sake. So I do a thing which my cousin who lives in the countryside, which Dom Jolly does as well, and we'll talk to him shortly. Yeah. Um, and I, and you, you roll your uh, fingers into a tube and you go... And apparently, that is meant to be a scary sound for foxes. That's what my cousin Dave told me. Okay. That really makes them so I was like, Beth, watch this. You're about to see some fucking proper full crocodile Dundee knowledge. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. Horse whisperer type stuff. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Better reference than crocodile Dundee. <laughs> so uh, I did that and I really went for it and absolutely nothing happened, right? <laughs> nothing happened. And now I'm very conscious that neighbours are awake and we're quite a tight little street. We all know each other. And I'm aware that neighbours can probably see me doing this or at least sense that some idiot towards that window is making a <laughs> weird noise. And the fox is looking at me like, Mate, absolutely go fuck yourself. Yeah. Uh, so then I thought, I'm going to have to do it, aren't I? It's 2.15 in the morning. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going to have to bark out of the window. <laughs> Thinking, well, the neighbours will think it's Polly. So, yeah. so I thought, that's all right, I'll just, people will think it's Polly, I'll start barking. So I went, <laughs> and started doing my bark out of yeah. the window. Uh, and the fox, again, did absolutely nothing fucking nothing stood there and i barked for a good minute thinking this has eventually got to work and now the neighbors will know but i'll keep i'll commit to it and they'll think it's polly at which point helpfully polly came in the room and she started barking as well brilliant so now it's quite clear there's one bark going on which is a dog <laughs> and there's another bark so have they, have they got another dog or has this man who lives there turned into a dog yeah. uh, and we both barked so myself and my dog barked out of the window at a fox which ignored us and eventually we both gave up lay down and this is the worst bit then had to carry on listening to the fox doing its thing for like another half an hour because <laughs> there's no way it's going outside it, it there was no entry the fox was just the fox just waited for us to stop we disappeared and the fox went right back to business incredible scenes he's just sitting there going what the fuck are these guys doing like i'm trying to howl here yeah exactly shut up i'm trying to i'm trying to get laid oh that is such an incredible scene well done you yeah. thanks everyone thank you <laughs> Better play the adverts before we get Dom Jolly on, hadn't we, actually? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Hey, guys, just, just, can we advertise our own show? Yeah, well, there's usually some podcast adverts knocking about, in there? So listen to them, probably, if, if there is. I think it might even be my podcast this week, Tom. Whoa, oh, what a treat. I see. Oh, nice. Friends with friends. Oh, Should listen to that. Uh, also, talking of, well, we're doing advertising. Oh, this is like a little uh, advertorial break in the middle, like yeah. an American podcast, uh-huh. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, listen to Cabin Fever tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, I mean, hopefully you'll Was do that, that anyway. your voiceover voice? Listen to Cabin Fever. Listen to Fever. Cabin Fever tomorrow. We've got an amazing guest. Catherine Ryan is joining us on the show tomorrow. We're very excited about that. So. And um, there's nothing wrong with uh, delaying today's excellent guest, Dom Jolly, to no. tell you about how good tomorrow's guest will yeah. be. And then... 
playing some adverts and then talking to Dom Jolly. It's yeah. I would say it feels disrespectful, but yeah. here we are. Uh, yes, it's what's happened. It's the way it's worked out. Hello, my name is Pete Ellison. This is Dave Cribb. Hello, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends, as you might have guessed from the music that's playing underneath, uh, which is a sort of lo-fi rendition of the Friends theme tune for rights reasons. We get a different guest on every week on our podcast to talk about their favourite episode of Friends. And we look through it in excruciating detail. We pick through levels of plots like no one has ever done before. So if you like Friends or just listening to people talking, which are both valid activities, do look us up on the old podcast app and that friends with friends and we're on twitter at friends wf there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It is Cabin Fever. It is Tuesday. And as promised yesterday, we've got the one and only Mr. Dom Jolly, who, Dom, I've got to say, things are a bit quiet for you at the moment because you agreed to come on this very quickly. Like, it was a straight back message. I was thrilled. <laughs> I'm in lockdown. Everyone always says that. <laughs> what do you think I'm doing? Like, running marathon? Actually, I am. I'm taking up jogging. I'm so bored. But um, no, I say, I always say, everyone always says that. If someone asks me and I can do it, I just say yes straight away. I mean, I don't fuck about. It's like, I, I think a lot of people, my old agent used to say to me that I was always way too punctual and, and, and too keen to do things. But I'm just like, I, I think a lot of people fuck about and pretend that they're really busy and stuff. I'm not busy at all. I'm just sitting at home writing a book. So I'd, anything that takes me away from it. But that is part of the game, isn't it? There is, there is, a, there is a school of thought. There's a, there's a comedian who I will definitely not name, who had a meeting with a, a potential new producer for his radio show. And the comedian said, halfway through the meeting, listen, you're really great and I'd love to work with you. But unfortunately, I've got to be tricky uh, because that's part of my brand. So it's just not going to work. So we've just had this meeting. It's been a complete waste of time. But thanks and good luck. What? With yeah. Who is it? And we'll bleep the name out. I can absolutely tell you it was. Uh, the person it was was I refuse to play that game. I'm just like, if there's something I want to do, I just do it. I mean, I'm like, why, why pretend, really? It's crazy. I did once, I think, try and play hardball with something, and immediately they just gave it to someone else. And I, I remember just thinking, well, that, <laughs> that, went, that went really well. I did that. I did my, my one attempt at hardball. I used to do the uh, studio warm-up for Have I Got News For You? And they got it got to the stage, I did it for five years, and it got to the stage where they were signing me up for the whole series at the beginning of every series. So I, and, and the stories go around when you do, when you work on that show, people say, listen, you know, uh, Eddie Izzard used to do the warm-up for this. Clive Anderson Tom, used to do Tom Binns. Right, well, there you go. I mean, but the, the, the thing was... It doesn't was, always work. 
No, right. As this story will As this story unfolds. And, uh, so, and they said, you should say, and this is what these other guys did, it's what Eddie said famously, I'll come back and do warm-up, but you've got to have me on. So I was like, I'm going to fucking do this. I'm going to turn down a whole series of work. Bearing in mind, it's like 20 episodes, and I was earning a yeah, yeah, yeah. good few hundred quid an app. And I went, I'm, I'm, guys, I'm not going to come back unless you let me get on the episode just once. You know, by this stage, five years in, Ian and Paul really, like, really nice to me, really liked me working on the show. And they were like, thanks for your time on the show. It's been a real pleasure. Bye-bye. The end! Yeah. There's one word for that. Cunt. Cunt, mate. Absolutely. That's show business. It is show business. It is show business. Yeah. Um, it's not a nice place. It really isn't. No. It really isn't. i tell you what is a nice place, though. The Cotswolds. Take us there, please, Don. What's it like right now? Well, I'm in Cheltenham. I've moved, I made the massively... I've been living on a lovely farm just in the Cotswolds with a swimming pool and everything you'd need in lockdown, a cricket net for my boy, the whole, you know, rock and roll thing. Yeah. Uh, and then great. two months before lockdown... I decided to move. I decided my kids basically wanted Deliveroo and fast internet. So I moved into Cheltenham. Oh, you fidiot. You yeah, are and now joking. I'm here thinking, what did you do, you moron? So, uh, but actually, no, I love it. It's great. Uh, so I'm in Cheltenham. So I'm not, well, it is the capital of the Cotswolds, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, it's really nice. I mean, my whole world's a bit weird because growing up, I lived abroad in Beirut, but my, uh, relatives who lived here lived in Cheltenham and literally Cheltenham in the 1970s was God's waiting room it was just smelt of pee and death and despair <laughs> and I used to come here and sort of have to have this sort of glass of sherry with my grandmother and stuff and just think I genuinely remember thinking if I ever had to live here I'd kill myself and here you are <laughs> and here I am 40 years later and I don't know how that's happened I yeah. have no idea in its in its defense Cheltenham is very much different now rather than uh, hip operation it's hip place and it, it has kind of become it's the town that Superdry built because the guy who invented Superdry, julian dunkerton he's done for it what rick stein has done for padstow in that he kind of owns the whole town really but he's poured a lot of money into oh, it and it's really? got some really seriously good restaurants amazing bars and of course we it's just renamed itself the official festival town we have too many festivals i'd like a, a fest i'd like a day where there wasn't a festival but it you know so it's quite an interesting place and and it's beautiful but it's still cheltenham and i'm quite near birmingham which always worries me <laughs> what, just the, just the sense that birmingham's looming because birmingham's growing it's coming for you yeah, well i feel that but also i sort of you know i'm nearly in the midlands i'll be voting brexit next although it's probably too late now not in cheltenham cheltenham's uh, diehard remain isn't it uh it is actually well cheltenham's weird it's diehard it was diehard lib dem it was a proper centrist heaven yeah uh, but we just went tory uh, which was annoying but you know there you go it used to be chris patton's seat didn't it really you know you know a lot about cheltenham tom what's uh, why because i grew up near cheltenham <laughs> oh did you where'd you grow up no what i should be saying is i just researched my guests dave so it's really important. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh monmouth just over the border so Cheltenham well, it's not, not exactly near Cheltenham that is it different country mate it's a different country yeah it's a different fucking country <laughs> but basically as a teenager in Monmouth in the 90s you would drive until you found something interesting and in that case I don't tell me that Cheltenham. Cheltenham you bloody was <laughs> Jesus, I cannot I cannot imagine how bad Monmouth must have been if you found Cheltenham interesting also there was a there was a whole series of girls who got expelled from Monmouth Girls School and their parents then sent them to Cheltenham Ladies College so which is where my girl went yeah uh, there you go so there were quite a lot of trips up to go and visit her and her friends so that happens well very nice lovely stone mind you the whole of the cotswolds has got great stone this is a great podcast it's really good isn't it yeah yeah it's, really, it's one of the good ones don't worry <laughs> i was worried it'd be one of those shit ones no no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, 
Oh my days! Listen to what? three men talk about stone. <laughs> w- were they stones? Three men have been talking about Cheltenham for ten minutes. And <laughs> Cheltenham chat—it's really good. I mean, we can get get back to grudge match if you want. We were talking about this, you know. Who do you, oh, like you grudge match. who do you still hold the grudges against? I who was it the other day? There was someone. Oh yeah, someone worked with someone who I've got a grudge against, and uh, she texted me saying, "Do you like this person X?" And I was like, "No, he's a fucking idiot." And she said, "Why?" And I said, "Oh, because he was rude to me at a party." And she was like, "God, when, when, when?" And it was in, t- and I realised at this point it was in two thousand and two. This guy yeah, was rude. Fair. It's eighteen years ago, and I still think he's a fucking asshole. You see, I'm rude to everyone I meet because I, I'm surprisingly am actually shy rather than outgoing. And uh, so it's my defense mechanism, I think, is to kind of shut down. So I think that must have been rude to a lot of people. Mm. But I, um, yeah, it's difficult, the grudges. I was going to start my last book, and I'm very glad I didn't. I think I've grown up enough now to realize that it's not a good career move. But it was going to start with, I've met a lot of cunts in show business. <laughs> but if I had to name the top five cunts, they would be. And I was going to name them. Um, I, my agent said, I really don't think that's a great idea. And of course, I bumped into two of them about a month after I would have written the book. And they were lovely. So, yeah. Well, in that case, seeing as they're now redeemed cunts, can you tell us who the cunts were before they were redeemed? Well, there's, there's controversial ones. I mean, was one of them. Oh, really? You know, who's potential national treasure, but yeah. not for me. was another one. Yes, I've met him and I thought he was an asshole. Yeah, good. Okay. Uh, some obvious ones. Yeah, good. Um, who was my other? Who was my other one? Oh yeah, massive twat. Uh, yeah, yeah, massive twat. Yeah, I can't. I mean, there's so many to be honest. We could be here all day. <laughs> Just be- that's a whole new podcast. Well, I did want to do a podcast called Cunt or Not Cunt, um, and basically it was a very simple rules. Like us three would throw a name out. Even yeah. it would be helpful if we hadn't even met them. And I'd say, for instance, Richard Branson, cunt or not cunt? Well, I th- I'm not. I think I worry. Cunt is a bit harsh. Uh, arsehole, though, definitely an arsehole with the whole. Uh, I see. That's the problem. You see, because to play the game, it has to be cunt or not cunt. Because my, the problem was that's why it'll never become a game. Mm. But uh, you know, TV would simplify it to nice person or not nice person. Yeah. But really, mm. to have power, it needs to be that. You could do the Spanish version, which is cono or no cono. Oh, that's nice. So that sounds more friendly somehow, doesn't it? Okay, Richard Branson, cono or no cono? Cono. Cono. So that's a triple cono. So we move on to the next one. If if we dispute, then we argue it. You know, it's interesting. And there are sort of epiphany conos like uh, Chris Evans. I would say used to be a cono, but I think went through a nice period with the Billy Piper and it all behaved well. Mm. But then possibly mm. veered back into cono. I don't know. I I worry that he's going back to cono. Exactly. But I don't know any of these people. I'm just guessing. I think he might be a, a, yeah. a cono. I mean, I would cono definitely boomerang. be called a cono. I think. Dave, do you want to offer up? Uh, <laughs> Dave, do you want to offer up any any conos? Uh, well, I was just all I was going to say actually is that Tom and I are genuinely part of a WhatsApp group called Twat or No Twat, which plays this very mm-hmm. game. Yeah, very regularly. Oh, okay. Well, it's a great one. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Um, if the name comes up and you have a personal reason. I think you can argue that, but I think it's more fun if you if it's just total randomness. But you know, I don't know. I can't see it being commissioned anyway. That's the problem. BBC One were interested briefly, but <laughs> were, they, were they actually BBC One actually interested? No, right. no they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, there's a podcast there, and like we're ready, yeah. we're ready. We've got yeah. nothing else to do in lockdown. Twat or not? That's, yeah, yeah. Twat or not? That's very good. Yeah, I like that. This is how great formats are, are, yeah. are formed. Because it's on our podcast, though. Uh, this is now copywritten and owned by us, Dom. So just FYI, just keep. Going. Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> how are you enjoying lockdown? Then are you? Because that is. Don't you feel slightly annoyed that you're not next to your uh, idyllic country swimming pool? Mm, no, actually, not not at all, really. Because uh, I was very isolated where I was, and uh, I really enjoy. 
you know, one of the things you get is, as your as your podcast is called, you do get cabin fever a bit. And I've got a lovely view onto a gorgeous Georgian square. Mm-hmm. And so there's just lots of things to watch. There's drug dealers in my square. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I've become half policeman, half uh, informer. Mm-hmm. I sort of, I've got binoculars. I've, I've, I've genuinely got infrared binoculars. Uh, and I, I watch them <laughs> at night. And I've seen... I've seen terrible things, Tom. I really have. Oh um, not just drug dealing, but there's two poles that regularly romp in my square in the evening. Uh, so I watch that. And then there's a dog that my dog's in love with. The dog's called Uzo. He's a French dog. I mean, yeah, there's, there's been quite a lot going on. Um, but I've quite enjoyed lockdown. Yeah, sort of like a Cheltenham version of The Wire. It's amazing. Well, it's sort of Rear Window, really. It's Rear Window meets the meets Cheltenham Wire. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a favourite drug dealer? <laughs> like, have, you, have you got characters I do. that you... Yeah. Pedro is my favourite. I don't know his name, but he <laughs> looks like a man who could be called Pedro. And he sits on a bench, uh, and his giveaway is that he has six cans of Stella. Uh, so you know he's there. For, he's not there for his daily exercise. And he sits there, and he's particularly terrible because half the people going through the square are genuinely sort of Cheltenham, Cheltenham Tories sort of walking through. And he's never quite sure, Pedro, who's a client or who isn't. So he sort of raises his eyebrow at a man who clearly voted for, you know, for Boris. Uh, and so it's quite funny to watch his, his mistake. And then he pretends that he's not really looking at him and stuff. Whereas I think the Tory thinks he's having a gay pickup. So it's all quite exciting. But it's, it's good stuff. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I could film it. Cheltenham dogging. Yeah. How, how has uh, lockdown affected the drug dealing trade? I've been quite interested in this, actually. I would have thought it's interesting that because, I mean, obviously things like dogging and prostitution must have been absolutely killed by it. But I would have mm. thought the requirement for drugs is much bigger. But then you've got to wonder, do you clean your drugs? Do you, do you wash them when they come in? Mm. How do you do it? How do you do yeah. that? You know, and certainly if you're going to be worried about money exchanging hands, a drug dealer's money is going to be literally dirty money, isn't it? So oh, yeah. there's lots of new problems ethically. I mean, I don't know this at all. I'm just you obviously, know, guessing. Obviously, yeah. you're just sitting there with your infrared uh, binoculars looking yeah i'm just i'm just a passive observer to all this yeah. i'm like peeps to cheltenham <laughs> have you seen uh, have you seen richard hammond wandering past isn't he a cheltenhamite i fucking hope not is he i think he is yeah i think he was from oh he certainly oh. He, he was from ross on y originally richard hammond but i, I been, don't know I, he's a he's I, I occasionally see him around the cheltenham festival or the uh, coronavirus festival as we call it <laughs> and uh, uh. he's just a man that doesn't know when to say no to tweed. Like, it's okay to wear tweed. I wear tweed when I go to the festival, but you've got to stop. And I think he's got to the stage, it might be small man syndrome, mm. where he thinks everything must be tweed. So he had a tweed shirt, a tweed waistcoat, oh. a tweed tie, tweed suit. I, mean, I don't think the shoes are tweed, but it was like, all right, dude, we get it. That is full, that's, that's full Farage, isn't it? That is. Oh, it was, full, it's exactly that. It is oh. It's sort of with a silly poacher's flat cap and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, I... You, you look at Farage, and I don't get this so much with Richard Hammond, but I look at Farage when he's got the full sort of those, those heavy clothes. There's a type of man who wears a heavy cloth like tweed, and you think you must fucking stink, like you must be sweating yeah. so much. And that that those clothes hold odor no matter how many times you wash them, which you don't with tweed. I think he's also one of those men that can't smell himself, yeah. and so I think he thinks he's absolutely fine. So yeah, it's repulsive the whole thing. This is not what I expect to be talking about. I expect to be much more lighthearted, but it's all gone very dark today. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's <laughs> what we bring. Right, we, we, bring like, you know, we like to reflect all the moods of, uh, of lockdown. And, and Well, I've just done a lot of cheery podcasts. So I'm quite enjoying having a grumble. 
Yeah, yeah, this is good. Yeah, it's nice. Grudges yeah. and, and Nigel Farage. Let's just list them. Yeah, this is good. This is good. So I can let you know the, the famous people born in Cheltenham. It's quite interesting. Um, I was a bit disappointed for a while because I'd wander around and there are a lot of plaques. Cheltenham has their own sort of blue plaques on the wall. So I'd go around and I'd spot one. I'd think, oh, this is going to be exciting. Who's it going to be? And they're always very Cheltenham E. So it's things like Britain's first female GP or uh, right. a lot of suffragette action. Yeah. And then I discovered Gustav Holst. He yes. lives he lived seven doors down from where I live. That was exciting. Off of the planets. Then, yeah. Oh, and then yeah. I went and then I went and he wrote it there. And then I went into the house and it was the dullest experience I've ever been to. It was <laughs> they tried to keep it like a Victorian house experience and it didn't work for me. So I was getting a bit dis, you know disappointed and I was starting to think maybe I could take Cheltenham as like the most famous person in Cheltenham. And then I came to this Indian restaurant called Prithi, which is Cheltenham's best restaurant. And it's like a very, very posh Indian. And it's absolutely superb place, really good. And I went in and they had a little sign on the door and it said Brian Jones was born in this house. And Brian Jones from the Rolling Stones was born in Cheltenham. So I think he's probably the most famous. But also we had FK Twigs is from here. Yes, I've just noticed that. And uh, you say the most famous person, Kate Thornton, uh, who presented two seasons of The X Factor as well, uh, also born in Cheltenham. I have no idea who that is, but that sounds exciting. Yeah, Kate Thornton. She was very much binned off quickly for Dermot O'Leary in a sort of very quick shuffle. Oh, yes. Yes, did quite a bit with uh, Bo Selector, I think. Almost certainly. Yeah. That's the one. Yes. Love Like Blood. Uh, who sang that song? Love Like Blood. Um, very good band. I would be Googling it, but I know Dave will be halfway through Googling it already. Killing Joke. Killing Joke. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Killing Joke were a fantastic one-hit wonder, but really good post-punk. Uh, and they were from here. Very unchilt to me. Mm. We had Bomber Harris, of course, who wiped, it, out, yes. wiped out Germany. And then we had someone who went on the um, on Scott's trip to the South Pole. That didn't go well either. Uh, yeah, that is worrying. I've got two more to chuck into the mix, though, before we end the Who Was Born in Cheltenham that I think you'll be very excited by. Richard O'Brien. Off of the Crystal Maze. Well, and Rocky No, Horror, off yeah. of the Rocky Horror. And I just yeah. did Rocky Horror, actually. Uh, I, I did Rocky Horror last year. So, yeah, that, I, I knew that. It was great. Mm. But, he, but it, all of Rocky Horror is actually, he left Cheltenham very early, went to live in a very small town in New Zealand, and he was the only bisexual kid in this town and his escape because it was very very conservative would be to go to the local picture house in new zealand and that's where he saw all these b movies and stuff and that's where the whole rocky horror thing came from when he left cheltenham hang on am am i am i being culturally limited if i say the crystal maze straight off the bat of richard yeah but that is him that's how i know of him because i used to watch the crystal maze obsessively and i'm afraid I'm afraid I'm, you're I'm very culturally limited. I'm a conno. You, you're, you're, a, you're a semi-cono. Oh, because, shit. Because uh, <laughs> he, he really is. He really is. Uh, I know what you're saying, but no, he really is uh, all about he's, um, he's, he's Rocky Horror. Horror. And the final yeah. one, Dom, is um, Great Britain's best, probably greatest ever Olympian. Oh, is he born in Cheltenham? Who? Who? Eddie, uh, Eddie the Eagle. Eddie the Eagle, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's true. I think he was born in Gloucester and he lived in Swindon, but I could be corrected. Are they claiming him? They're claiming him. Uh, Wikipedia, yeah. 5th of December 1963, Cheltenham, England. That's mm. all I've got for you. Well, it's possible. It's possible. Oh. Well, that's been a gripping 10 minutes of podcasting here. Really good. Really good. <laughs> Don't forget, none I've of this really gets none of this gets edited, Dom. We can't afford a proper editor. Someone just has a quick listen and that's it. So this is all going We in. played a game on the podcast last week, Dom, where I named uh, the real names of dog actors and you had to guess <laughs> which famous dog they played. Don't so, tell Dom this, but, Dave. Oh, God. I did this thing last night in my weekly quiz and uh, one of my questions was what Scooby-Doo's real name 
Full name, do you know that? No. Oh, it's Scoobert Do. <laughs> not a joke, that is his real name. That is great. I am and my daughter knew that. I'm like, Mr. S. How the fuck do you know that? How does anyone know that? I don't know. That's it's very weird. Fantastic. I had some good questions last night, actually. Can I give you a couple of others? Oh, yeah, go on. Yes, please. Quizzing with Dom Jolly. Here we go. Yep. What country's national anthem has 148 verses? <laughs> oh, uh, North Korea. No, it's Greece. No way. Yeah. And my other one, all my all my questions, because I love my travelling, they're all geography. This is my only other one. What's the only flag in the world uh, of a member of the United Nations that's different on each side? Oh, Oh, that is good. It's good, isn't it? Either. Is it quite obscure? Is it an obscure country? Well, not if you're from there, but um, it's it's yeah, it, it is pretty obscure. <laughs> okay, right, right, all right. Uh, it's not that obscure. Well, I don't know. If you're a Nazi, it's not that obscure. But oh, like, okay. Um, what is the? Can you give us the reason that it's got Czechoslovakia flags on each side? Will that help or not? Yeah, well, it's the same colour, but it's just got a different symbol in the middle of it on each uh, side. Um, it's Paraguay. I don't think we're going to keep the attention going for much more. Yeah, it's Paraguay. Phew. Very landlocked country. That's great. Yeah, so that's the kind of fun you'd have with me if you were in uh, lockdown with me. Who have you been doing the quiz with? Is that like a, just a family thing? Or please don't tell me that's an entertainment format. These friends of ours invited us and said, uh, you know, would you be up for it? And we th- uh, this was early in lockdown when we didn't realise you need to, you know, once you're locked into something, you're stuck for ages. So yes. we said yes. And we suddenly started this thing. And of course, all the other families are their best friends, but we don't know the other families at all. And so it's all, all quite awkward. They're all just every week they've got these in jokes and they're howling away. Ooh. And we just sit there very quietly going, can we get on with the quiz, please? So we are planning. It's actually just decided last night and we are going to leave the quiz. We didn't quite know how we're going to do it, but we're leaving and we're forming a spin-off quiz with our own friend. A breakaway. It's a breakaway. And it could be a massive issue. Oh, my so God. It's, it's, yeah, I could come back next week and let you know how that's gone, because that, that'll be a very exciting yeah, I would love that. This is like the SDP yeah. all over again. This is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a little bit. It's the gang of four. We're that's off. right, yeah. But how, how, <laughs> how will you do it? I mean, how can you do that without there being any beef? What is the what is the? I don't know. Way? What was particularly annoying was because I think we knew that this, you know, we, we set the quiz last night, so we felt we've got to do that because we're decent people, and then we'll leave. And actually, last night was the best night of them all, so it feels oh. like if it had been awkward, I think it would have been okay, but... It felt almost like we were so demob happy yeah. that we actually all got on and it was fun and you know. So I don't know. I think I'm just going to send a text. We've got a WhatsApp group, so I could just drop it in that. Why don't you just play them this podcast? You're all Connors. <laughs> that that would be easier. <laughs> there you go, and we could do with the listeners as well, mate. That would be really ideal. Thank you. I mean, I, you can imagine that I was just guessing they don't listen to this. Well, but you never know. Rude to assume that, to be honest, Dom. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. You actually, don't, don't do anything, Dom. Don't do anything. They'll just know because this podcast is so huge, it'll just be out there now. Well, in a sense, I knew that. That's why I've done this of in course. a very subtle way. Good publicity. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the quiz thing. We did a Zoom quiz the other night, and it was quite – it was good, actually. It was really good fun. But then they did a, a game part of the round. So, it wasn't just a normal question thing. Mm. Um, it, it was like a challenge it was like a physical challenge and my wife and I were really quite pissed and we'd had quite a lot of chocolate and we were just sort of melting into the sofa by this point you know it was like nine o'clock so it was really late yeah. really late and it was the final round and they said right you have got to go and get an item a whisk no I've got to that's go- what we did oh but no <laughs> they got, you've got to go and get an item beginning with, with COVID C-O-V-I-N-D go first one's back with an item beginning with each of those letters c-o-v-i-d oh my god that's really impressive we just did uh, i did the same thing we did you have to find a whisk then sunglasses and then a harry potter book and the oh. same family came back with all of them 
and the others all just sat there staring at the screen. It was really <laughs> funny. <laughs> While these other people were just running manically around the house. <laughs> yeah, and we Yeah, were... damn. I thought I thought that was original. No, well, well, you know, everyone has you know, great minds, blah. Um and then, yeah. then they did another round where they said, Who can put on you got a minute to put on as many items of clothes as you can? Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah, That's but, a great oh, idea. Was... I wouldn't want to do it, but I'd like to watch people do it. Exactly. So if you are running around, Dom, that's my that's my tip for you. If you're yeah. doing a round, make your round a bit physical challenge and then Yeah, yeah, definitely. They... And then they can't do it back. Yeah, yeah. Because it... Or maybe it's like the first family to get completely naked wins. <laughs> <laughs> that's That'd how, be amazing. That's how you should leave this quiz. Just <laughs> introduce the naked round. Let's get naked. <laughs> And then they can just see me with a camera on the screen, take it, and I'm off. I'm gone. I guess if you ever contact me again, I'm putting that out there. That's exactly what you should do. Actually, you know what? The other way you could uh, you could deal with this this problem, because it is a problem with etiquette with quizzes, is, you know, the Zoom background thing. Just set the background photo of you and all your family as if yeah. you're looking a bit inquisitive, like you're listening to the quiz, yeah. and then just leave that on in the corner somewhere. Can I just say, this is another slight issue. We don't do it on Zoom. Oh. The person who organised it does it on meetings. And there's something a bit weird about meetings. It's a bit more, mm. just not as fun. It's a bit like having a party in an office, isn't it? It's not quite. I think fun. so. Yeah. I think so. Well, it's like someone giving you, an, you know, an, a, a not a Mac. I'm just yeah. like, I don't want to speak to you. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> what I'm is gross. meetings? Who does meetings? Is that a Microsoft? Microsoft. Oh, my God. It's Bill Gates. And it's his way of basically giving us AIDS, I think. Yeah. Because well, you know he's responsible for everything. Clearly, he's Mr. Yes. 5G. Um, he's Mr. You, 5G. Did you, Dave, we did a meeting the other day on Skype, uh, Skypey, Skype for Business, didn't we? Skype for Business. Yeah, they've really tried to rebrand that to make it sound What's not Skype shit, for Business? Still, well, exactly. It's a whole separate app that I've discovered since loads of companies have and probably pay through the nose for yeah. but it's just it's Skype, Skype which is sh- yeah, yes and shit it's identical it's so annoying and Dave I don't know if your computer's doing this now now I've let Microsoft in a little bit you know what I mean I've let them yeah. pop a finger in and now every time I put my fucking computer on here comes Microsoft Skype for business hey do you know what Skype feels to me a bit like Addison Lee you know when Uber came mm. and suddenly Addison Lee just became irrelevant I yeah. still get desperate emails from Addison Lee telling me about what they're doing and things that are happening in their cars and you're like no it's just it's over it's buddy happen. yeah, yeah. it's gone hasn't it yeah, yeah. So yeah. I know. Well, that, but that's exactly it and in the same way that you will still get Addison Lee's from time to time but when somebody that works for a big corporation books them because they're yeah, not quite yeah. jumped off and that's what Skype for business is so we were doing it with a, a large multinational serial company and there's only one uh, and um, <laughs> well, hello keeping that secret really good someone's doing well but they've clearly not jumped off the Skype bandwagon yet. Well, you know what it is? It's when people don't pay, they don't have to personally pay the bills, so they don't give a shit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Exactly that, exactly that, which is why I'm thrilled to occasionally get an Addison Lee, because you can really stretch out in the back of one of those, but... Oh, you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. The luxury. I remember cabs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they were a thing, weren't they? You'd get in, wouldn't you? And you'd you'd go to a physically different place. Do you remember different places? Yeah, yeah, and then you'd meet people. What would you be doing now, Dom Jolly, were it not for the fact that uh, there's a massive pandemic on and there's a bit of a lockdown thing? What would your life look like? Would it be the same anyway? I'd be a butcher, I think. No, I mean, what would, like, what what have you, (laughs) not what's your dream fucking job? You've really taken that question and and rolled it in a different direction, but that's that's wonderful. What I like to do from time to time is look at my diary and see what was in my diary for today. Oh, I do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I was supposed to be on tour still, so I, I was on tour when this started. Actually, I think my tour might have finished. I'm not sure. I was doing Monmouth as well. 
Were you, and, were you uh, going to Monmouth? Oh, I mate. was going to Monmouth. I was going everywhere. I mean, literally, it was insane. Because I'm writing a new book about... Because I've been to over 100 countries, and I kind of do lots of travel writing, but I've ignored Britain. So my new book is basically trying to fall in love with Britain and trying to get excited by traveling around Britain, which I'm not. Um, and so it's called <laughs> Such Miserable Weather after a song by the Sundays, which is England, my country, the home of the free, such miserable weather. And uh, so it's about things like I've always hated Birmingham and I've thought I've got to give Birmingham another chance. And I know they're very excited about this. So I went to <laughs> Birmingham and tried to like it. And, and, and so because I was doing this tour, I was going around the country. It was amazing because I was going to all these places I'd never go to normally. And I'd have all day before the gig. And so I'd basically just either tweet people or just wander around and try and find exciting things to do. And sometimes it was very exciting, and sometimes it was even worse than I thought. So that was the idea. <laughs> uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, like, where was the best place? Well, I mean, there are places I've never heard of, and I can't remember their names if I didn't look in the notes. But Newcastle, really, I think I've always had something against Newcastle. I don't know why. It's gorgeous. Uh, it's really nice. It's absolutely amazing. There are bits of it that actually look like Brooklyn, like under the bridge. And then there's this yeah. incredible restaurant that I'm in love with, which is uh, just on the Gateshead side, uh, just down from the Baltic. And uh, it's just unbelievable sort of, I can't explain it really, but they do everything on charcoal and it's amazing. When you write the book, try and explain it though, yeah? When you're doing the book. I will, yeah. I'll probably do it better than that. Yeah, I just need my notes and stuff, but it is really good. So yeah, Newcastle. So yeah. that's how good the book will be. <laughs> Birmingham, still shit. Newcastle, quite nice. You're basically playing cunt or no cunt, but with am, towns of the United Kingdom. You know what? That's exactly what I'm doing. Crap towns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Connor or no Connor, but the town version. That's great. Um, listen, Dom, we're going to... I think I think we've got everything we need from Dom Jolly. Dave, have we rung him dry? What do you reckon? Hang on, let me see. Eddie the Eagle, Richard O'Brien. Yeah, we've done them all, haven't we? <laughs> stone. So that's, that's absolutely fine. And a bit about Stone. I was going to start to talk about Gloucester, but all right. Come back next week and we'll have a little uh, chin mic about Gloucester. How's that? I hope I haven't been too negative. I'm, I'm normally quite chirpy. I've had a very good lockdown. I've been in quite a good mood, but it's just you guys just rubbed me up the wrong way and I went dark. We really bring people down. That's <laughs> what we do. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go for a long sleep now. <laughs> well, Dave's been having I don't think you've been thing. negative at all. I think it's, I've, this has been absolutely delightful. Dom Jolly, you very casually said several times that you'll come back on. We I, I, we will absolutely hold you to that, FYI. I, honestly, I, I'll tell you now straight away, I'm not busy. Amazing scenes. There you go, Dave. <laughs> Smashed it, mate. Dom Jolly is going to be on every day. <laughs> <laughs> He's now hosting the podcast. Cheers for that, guys. That was fun. Take care. Thank you. Bye. What the fuck was that about? Who gave me their number? What the fuck was that? I just did some fucking podcast with two twats. Who was that? Fucking who gave me that number? I'm never doing that again. Right. Fuck that shit. GreatBigOwl.com. 